Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk about um, how to have peace in the midst of perplexity. It was interesting because I was um, perplexed this morning. Uh, it was such a great word um, and not a great feeling, but a great word to explain a funky feeling. You know, I, I, I was talking to Jesus about it and the dude was smiling. I mean, <laughs> Jesus is so amazing. He's like, he's smiling away. I love that. I'm so happy about that. Uh, uh, and he said to me, he said, Catherine, I am not perplexed at your perplexity. And that is a good thing. Uh, because if Jesus was perplexed at our perplexity as a human race, we would really be in deep doo doo. And so, um, uh, so that's, that's good news. Uh, even if it's a little disconcerting, like you're, you're smiling and I'm perplexed and I, I'm going through the issues at hand, perplexed. And I, I was just meditating on that word. It is so, um, apropos for, uh, so much of what we're going through individually. Uh, and so much is what we're going through globally, right? Uh, you know what? It's a human condition, right? I mean, even in the best of times, when you look back at the good old days, whatever you define those as, uh, there was perplexity then. And that, that's really true. Uh, and so, uh, so let's talk about this. I, I wanted to kind of unpack this word because I, I think sometimes it really helps diagnostically to attach uh, understanding and words to what you're grappling with, right? It gives you some context instead of feeling on it. You're looking like, okay, that's what the animal is. So let's talk about the animal for a little bit. Um, related words are confusion and ensnarement. Isn't that interesting? Uh, to be puzzled, bewildered, distracted, nonplussed. That's not a word that you hear very often confounded and dumbfounded, right? And so there's attributes of maybe some worry, of stress, of confusion, of being baffled, right? Um, of being preoccupied, uh, maybe a, a bit of a, the sun of being incapacitated to some extent or dazed, uh, all of those things. And they're all part and parcel of the human condition as we're grappling, grappling with things that are stubborn, naughty problems that seem to be careening, uh, out of control, uh, where, uh, bad things happen and it seems to be getting worse, whether all of that, you, you, you know, the drill, you don't need me to, to, uh, extrapolate any further. Uh, so we're looking to Jesus for answers, right? Isn't that a good thing? You know, and Jesus did say, in this world, you will have tribulation. Now, tribulation is a hot and heavy word. That is a, um, that is a crushing. Uh, literally, the tribulum was a stone which you crushed the wheat on. Okay. So if you're feeling crushed, um, uh, you know, that's a, that's a high level of perplexity. But in this world, you will have that. It, he wasn't, prophesying it in the sense of uh, speaking it forth. 
he was saying diagnostically as a human race. And, you know, in our, um, you know, in our, our, the fallenness of our human experience, I'm not going to say depravity because I don't believe we're depraved, but I do feel, uh, uh, I, I do believe we act like it sometimes, right? Um, but our nature is his nature. Okay. He was, we were like that before we got messed with to any extent and before we participated in the mess. And so, and that, that is unchanging. That is eternal. However, in the midst of that, uh, we are, we, we, ha- we have issues and those issues manifest themselves in all sorts of crazy things, including, uh, the fallenness of nature that we see around us, right? Creation is in bondage. Uh, and it's groaning and we're going to talk about that, but in the midst of it, you're perplexed. I'm perplexed. So maybe you're doing great in which you like get down with your bad self. Uh, but in the perplexity, you look at that animal and you're going, I have no idea what to do with that. <laughs> there are times I'll be in a coaching session. I'll be like, wow. Okay, I have no idea what to do with that, but let's go to Jesus. Isn't that, isn't that great? We don't need to point to ourselves. We don't need to have the answers. We don't need to be brilliant. We can point to the one who is the answer and who is intrinsically brilliant. And, and sometimes we actually get to participate in that brilliantness. Have you ever noticed, have you ever been that thing where you've been said something really brilliant and you, you knew that wasn't you? <laughs> Yay, I vote for that. Uh, that is really amazing. So let's uh, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith, uh, the one who loved us and gave himself up for us, and the one who is who is the Prince of Peace, who lords over peace in the midst of perplexity, right? Okay, so let's go to, oh my gosh, I love this so much. Let's go to Psalm 46. It's so good. This is the one that says, be still and know that I am God, right? That's not the Passion Translation. But in in the stillness, he's there. And sometimes in our perplexity, the perplexity is so loud, it's very hard to hear the stillness, to hear in the stillness. That still small voice. Now that still small voice, let's just be be very clear, is rocking everything, is shaking everything. We're going to talk about that uh, in the best sense of the word. Okay. Uh, And so we have the capacity, especially with practice, to go within ourselves and connect with that stillness. And dang, he's, he's at the bottom of that. As a matter of fact, he's so solid he is referred to as a rock. He's referred to as the foundation. He's referred to as the cornerstone, right? He gets to be in all, all in all, and redeem all, bring all back to himself. Uh, uh, I want to go to the Passion Translation with this. It says, surrender your anxiety. Okay, we just stop and get happy about that for a second. Surrender your anxiety. So what does that mean? That means some of us are holding on to anxiety as if in the anxiety, we're going to find the answer to whatever is making us anxious. Sometimes we can look at the problem and study the problem, and then we get so overwhelmed by the problem because we've been focusing so much on the problem. How many of you have gotten a medical diagnosis, and then you've Googled your medical diagnosis? And then what you thought was supposed to give you comfort 
you start to freak out. Google is not always our friend. <laughs> and and so in that anxiety, we hold on to that anxiety and we're looking for the answer in the problem and the answer's not in the problem, although God is in us in, in the midst of our problems, right? And so there's a place where we just need to choose to give it up. Jesus, this is too much for me. I'm just handling it to you. You choose to... You know, some of the godliest things you need to like roll over, go to sleep, hand it to Jesus, roll over and go to sleep, right? I remember there was a, and I, I don't remember where I heard this and how true this is, but if it's not true, it should be true. <laughs> but um, I, I heard this anecdote about Martin Luther, like the original, not Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther. And um, and he apparently, uh, Satan came to his bed or one of his demonic uh, minions or whatever that is. He had a visitation of a demonic variety, put it that way, however you want to describe that. And um, and so what he did, he, he looked at it and he says, oh, it's only you and turned over and rolled over and, and, and went to sleep. I was like, that'll preach. That is brilliant because you surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving and you will see that I am God. Now, this will really preach because, you know, if you've ever been in a situation, you know, you, you hear of people who didn't know how to swim and they were, they were thrown in the water and it was either sink or swim, right? And so they're just utterly panicked. And, uh, that's, you know, my daughter, uh, was trained as a lifeguard. By the way, I'll give a shout out to my daughter this morning, Rachel. Happy 20th birthday. I can't believe my baby's 20, but she is, uh, so proud of her, but she was a lifeguard. And in her training, uh, she was trained that, uh, number in, in the, with a panic stricken person who is drowning, number one, you don't climb in there with them because they'll pull you under. Okay. But number two, in the place where you can get, if you can get them to relax, they will float. That means there's something intrinsic in them, like their lungs, uh, that will keep them buoyant. If they just will relax, they will float. And that is a word for you. If you just will relax, you will float. There's something intrinsic in you, the air in you, Holy Spirit in you. We'll just take this out uh, and, and play it. That will cause you to be buoyant, cause you to be buoyant in the midst of your perplexity. This is part of transcending perplexity. So you don't need, it's not that your peace is found necessarily in the solution, although God has solutions. But your peace is found in the midst of the problem as God is also working out whatever solution there is. I'm going to say that again because I know that wasn't me. Thank you, Jesus. You see, your ability to connect with peace in the midst of the problem transcends you above the problem while God is working out whatever solution there is in the midst of the problem. You see, God was the big A answer before the relative little P problem of the fall happened. He's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. How 
masterful is God. And in our perplexity, we're not going to find the solutions uh, by Googling the problem. Now, I'm not saying don't educate yourself and all that kind of thing. You have to recognize where your solution lies because can, God can also work through Google. Okay. God could work through anything, right? And he has, and he does, and he is in the midst, but we're going to need to quit panicking and rest. It says, be silent and stop your striving. See, striving says, I've got to make that. I've got to find the answer. I've got to work. I've got to grind out the answer, right? I got to make it work. And you know, God is with you in the grind. Okay. But he's not, um, he's not, he's with you always. Where Whatever silly or brilliant place you find yourself or somewhere in between, he's with you uh, because um, that's just how he is, right? You're one with him, but he's not the one that's saying, go grind. You're going to find the answer in the grind. I mean, sometimes we insist on grinding and striving and God is like, when you get exhausted and tired, I'm right over here, <laughs> right in you, one with you. Maybe you should be silent, stop your striving and see that I am God. And sometimes we can't see our problem because really we are in the panic mode. We're in the alarm Mode, And it's not that you don't feel things because ding, 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 danger, deal, Robinson stuff happens. And it, and it is real in this world. We are definitely having tribulation. <laughs> but the but comes after. We can cheer up because he has overcome the world. He says, I am the God above all the nations. And I will be exalted throughout the earth. Now, this is not an ego thing like, well, you need to come exalt me and lift me up because you're a worm. I'm God and you're not and all that. No, he's exalted because he is exalted. He's, he's the creator who humbles himself to lift up the creation. He's the one who is in all and all in all and undergirding all. And so in that place, in the midst where we're perplexed, Sometimes we need to stop, drop, and roll in the goodness of God. So um, I, I want to read another part of this particular chapter. This is uh, Psalm 46 in the Passion Translation. It says, God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. Okay, so I'm just going to get happy with that. Feel free to join. Uh, God has a constantly flowing. So God doesn't dribble. You know what I mean? He's not a little dab. It's a constantly flowing river. He's constant. Another word for that is faithful, right? Who's sparkling streams. So let's just be very clear. He's gorgeous and he's clear and he's pure and he's holy and whole in the best gorgeous sense of the word. And he brings joy and delight to his people. Now, let's be very clear. All of his kids are his kids. Okay. But if you're not, if you don't identify yourself, and I, I don't, I don't mean, um, like this is the religion I follow. Okay. No, I mean, like, who am I identifying with? Who am I rooted and grounded 
and this is this is my God, and I am in his image and likeness, and I'm his child. And this is where my identity is rooted. Okay. So as you're identifying with him, that's not jumping through the hoop of Christianity to keep my butt out of hell. No, that is resting in who he is and who he made you to be. And joy and delight come to people who are looking unto him, right? His river flows through the city of God most high. Oh, let's be clear. That's you. (laughs) Flows through you and into his holy dwelling places. You are his holy dwelling place. So he flows in you and through you. That's, that's Holy Spirit in you and through you and every single human being created in his image and likeness. Isn't that gorgeous? God is in the midst of his city, secure and never shaken. He is in the midst. He's not freaking out. That's good news. Uh, not that he doesn't care, by the way, but for God to care doesn't mean he needs to wring his hands over your problem. He can identify. He weeps with those who weeps. He mourns with those who mourns and causes them to transcend above it so that they can see it from an eternal perspective. Right. And so we can do that. Right. It's at daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. So let's be very clear. Whatever the, whatever the issue is, there is a daybreak. They is there. He, there is the one who is the day star, right? That shines in the morning, growing ever bright. There is a there is a breakthrough, and part of that I love that um, allegorical uh, nomenclature. I love all that because what it, it talks about God being light, and light is everywhere in you and through. He's everywhere, but we get blinded to the light. That's why we need to be awakened. That's why the day star needs to awaken in our hearts, right? It says, when the nations are in an uproar with their tottering kingdoms. I'm sorry, I'm just amused. I'm just sitting here amused. Just help me, Jesus. Yes, that might be a thing right now. God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Now, when he's talking about um, the earth disintegrating, God is a consuming fire. And so what is consumed? Whatever is not of love's kind. Since God is love, he consumes whatever is not of love's kind. Well, human beings are of God's kind, even if they're worshiping Satan, okay? I'm saying you are in the image and likeness of God. You were that before you were anything else. And and where people are acting wickedly and in a depraved fashion, um, they are, they are operating counter to their nature in the image and likeness of God. And God is after that. And then he's after all the rest of everyone else who is just trying to do their best and doing good things and whatever. But we have issues and wherever we have issues that are exalting themselves against the knowledge of God, the deep knowledge of God, um, those things are eventually going to be torn down. They're going to be salted with fire. And that's that judgment is a like, welcome it, embrace it, because that's conforming you to the image of God as a healing fashion. As a rest- in a restorative fashion, not in a retributive, he's punishing you. Okay. God is not a punisher. He's a healer. Uh, he's not a retributive God. He's a restorative God. Uh, verses eight and nine. 
Come and see the breathtaking wonders of our God. See, God is breathtaking. He's gorgeous. And oh, let me just say this because I can't stand it. I can't hold it in. And you are breathtaking because you look just like him in your flavor. Come and see the breathtaking wonders of God. For he brings both ruin and revival. Okay, so let's make sure that we're interpreting this correctly through the correct lens of love. So when through the lens of love, what bring, what does, what does he ruin? He ruins everything that's not of love's kind. If it's molesting his kids, oh, he's after that. If it's in you, if it's a mindset that brings destruction, that violates love, oh, you better believe he's after that. And you, your, your best, your best interest just to embrace that. Like, oh yeah, that is not of love's kind. That judgment, that fear, that insecurity, that, uh, pride, which is another flavor of insecurity, that, that greed, that lust. Oh, he's after that. Okay. And he's after that because he loves you too much to leave you alone, right? He will, that will come to ruin. So you might as well embrace it and say, ouch, thank you. Ouch, thank, ouch, ow, thank you, right? And revival. That means he's breathing life. You know, the word, the, the root viv means life and re bringing back to life, bringing back to life. And he's breathing life into things. That had been stuck with death. You know, the last enemy is death. And he gets to trample that. And I love that. Okay, here's another happy thing. He makes, uh, he's the one who makes conflicts end. Why? He's the Prince of Peace. And let me tell you, a lot of the conflicts that are coming in, listen, if it's, if, if it's coming up, that means it's inside. And so it's, it's surfacing. All the ugly is surfacing so that it can be confronted and healed, right? But a lot of times in the surfacing, it looks so much uglier. It's like, get back down there, like get back down there. (laughs) It's like cleaning the fridge. It's like, oh, the moldy, stinky, disgusting crap in the back, that, 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 culture project in the back of your fridge that you were like, what is, what is that smell? Well, you know, you bring it all out and you're like, oh my gosh. And you've got it on your counters and, you know, and you're looking at the splatters in the fridge and you're going, I wish I never did this project there. Right. But you keep on pushing through and you clean up and you throw stuff out. That's not in the image and likeness of God, right? And, and may, and, and you clean it all up, uh, and you get rid of all those things. And then you have this beautiful fridge. You put it back all together and it takes some work and it's ugly work. And then you have something amazing that you go to your fridge. It's just, I'm just going to look at this because this looks so great <laughs> and it smells great. And he wants you to look and smell great and not have it be just a uh, cosmetic thing. No, something from the inside out. Let's see. Where was I? Because this was good. I'm sorry. I got off on a happy tangent. It's not really a tangent. It's just adding to. So really, this is on a an individual level and on a uh, national level and on a global level. This is the problem of humanity. And, 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 and God is in love with humanity. He loves humanity. He wants you to be fully human and fully alive. But fully human does not mean because you're created in his image and likeness in your humanity, your humanity was made to look like Jesus 
in his humanity, because let me think there's a scripture for that. Oh yeah, as he is, so are we in this world right now. And that's what he's bringing forth. That's that conformity to the image and likeness of God. And Holy Spirit is in hot pursuit. He is relentless. If it's not of love's kind, it is eventually going to go. So sometimes it needs to come up, to come out. And this, and this translates on a national global level and we are seeing it. Dang to dang dang. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. This just makes me happy. Um, not, not the junk that makes me happy, but him is the answer to the junk. And he's saying, um, he is the one who makes the conflicts end throughout the earth. He is the Prince of Peace. Jesus really is Lord. It's not like, like he, and I, and, and, and in his lordship, and I know sometimes that can really be a trigger word for people that are detoxing from religion where, where it was used as some, some sort of punitive, um, lording over, um, religious, make you want to vomit in your shoes context. And so, uh, but his lordship brings about everything, brings about you in your lordship where you're, uh, to, to lord over things in the most benign, glorious, life-giving, oh, let me see, the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God that cause creation to be released from its bondage. So let's just think about this for just a bit. Uh, what kind of bondage is creation suffering from? We've got sickness and disease. We've got depression. We've got autism. We have uh, pollution. We have corruption. We've got political fallout. We've got the sex trade industry. We've got people on drugs. We've got, I mean, blah, 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 you name it, right? What kind of, what? But as create, as we manifest as sons and daughters of God, we take our lordship to rule and reign the reign of love. See, we're given one commandment to love as he loves. And that's our lordship. So that's where the perplexity either becomes a non-thing. Like sometimes when we're focusing on the raw, we're like so focused on something and we're so revved up about it. And God says, look to me, wait a second, just settle down. Be still, cease in your, in your striving. Oh, there you are. Oh, it's going to be, okay, I'm good. It's going to be okay. And so in that, that's really what you needed. And the other thing becomes a non-issue or you get a solution for the issue or you get both. One way or the other, we get to be still and know he has got it. I love it in the Passion Translation. Surrender your anxiety. Uh, the footnote says, I love it. Relax. And I'm telling you, that is one attribute of God that I just never ceased. To, he is so relaxed. I was in my perplexity this morning and saying, okay, Jesus, I realize this is not really, you know, I'm missing something here. I think he's smiling away, right? He's smiling away because he's relaxed. You know why? Because he's so masterful. It's like, yeah, underneath all that, I'm here and I'm working everything together for your Good. I'm making this work. This is not good, but I'm making it work towards your good because that's how masterful I am. Yeah.
I want you to sit with that for a second and just see how that feels because let that minister to you how masterful he is that we can be still and know. The word know is the word yada. And that word is the same word, you know this probably, that of Adam knew Eve, right? It's actually the intimacy is such an intimacy that is also a way of referring to sexual intercourse, right? That's how, now you're not having sex with God. I'm just like, oh, give it a rest, people. Seriously, just just help. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us. We get stupid sometimes. Um, and I'm sorry if I called half the population stupid right then, but we do stupid things, don't we? <laughs> Which are not helpful for us, right? And in the place where, um, where, uh, we are get so confused, uh, you know, but in the place where we, we do have our stupid, we need, just need to know. See, there's something that you know in your knower. Whether really you know God as Jesus Christ or not. Now, happily, probably most of the people watching here know Jesus as Lord, but there are places where we really don't know. And I'm not, this is not a salvation, this is not a salvation, the issue of like, well, if you don't know, you're going to hell. This is not that. I'm talking about every place in us that needs to be saved or conformed into the image of Christ because the word so-so is saved, healed, delivered. So what needs to be healed, delivered in your mindset? Because where we're being perplexed, okay, we're kind of operating in some sort of disconnect where we need to um, retreat back to the knowledge of God, right? Right. Um, so in that perplexity, we can surrender our anxiety. We can be silent and stop our striving. I'm going to take it just one step further here. I'm going to take it to Philippians. I'm going to take it to Philippians 4. And I know you know this verse, but I, I want to minister it to you. Sometimes we need ministry with what we know, right? Because sometimes like, yeah, I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I've done a five-part series on it. <laughs> and that's great. <laughs> Let it minister to you again, right? We need to be ministered in what we know. And, and sometimes we need to retreat back to what we know. It says, um, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. That means that's possible, right? Let joy overflow for you are united with the anointed one. Well, you need anointing for joy. I just release the anointing for joy over you. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is ever near. Now that doesn't mean like, wow, well, if you're not gentle, I'm going to kick your butt. No, the Lord is near to empower you to be gentle. So you don't, we're not wrathful towards one another, right? Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer. Prayer is just communion with God. Just talk with God, right? And listen to God. Talk back and forth, right? It's that you're in relationship throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests. And where they're not filled with faith, let God minister his faith so he can fill them with his faith. Before God with overflowing gratitude, that means I thank you. You got this. You got this, Jesus. I love it. Tell him every detail of your life. That's intimacy. That's what lovers do, right? Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding. We need our understanding. Where we're perplexed, our understanding is baffled, confounded, right? All of the words that I was reading before. Uh, 
and he will make answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Sometimes the answer that you need to know, I'm here. I got this. I got you. Yeah. And then some, and you need to know whatever else may come as the byproduct of that. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. So we're not, we're not doing some sort of religious BS. Okay. Just forget that noise. Um, honorable and admirable. Isn't that beautiful? Honorable and admirable. There's so many beautiful things that are honorable and admirable. Beautiful and respectful. God is a beautiful God and he's a respectful God. Pure, holy. Another word for holy is whole, just in case that's a trigger word for you. Merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Where has God shown himself crazy? Woo, there you go. Wow, wondrous works of God towards you. Remind yourself, because God is all about that. He's huge. Praising him always. Now you praise him, not because it's your religious duty. Because we need to focus on how lovely he is. And in that place where we focus on his loveliness, he pulls us up into our own loveliness and the image and likeness where we're seeing from his perspective. And we're not in perplexity underneath the problem. Follow the example of all we have imparted to you and the God of peace will be with you in all things. Now, the God of peace is always with you in all things, but do you always, do we always recognize him? Well, when we're perplexed, we were like, Jesus, where'd you go? Where are you in this? Right. And that's just, that's just human in our human frailty. The frailty being that we tend to forget. We either don't know and we're confused or we've forgotten what we've known and we're confused and in perplexity and we get to be all that. You get to be all that in a bag of chips because that's how God made you. So you get to be just like him in his image and likeness, undergirded, empowered by him where you're loving as he loves because you're allowing him to love you and pull you out of that perplexity. Anyway, I hope this has been empowering, encouraging. I hope you're grabbing a hold of it and transcending with all of that beautiful loveliness of who God is and who you are in him. And I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks for joining. Love you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.